much as we've learned about ocular surface disease, there is still so much yet to be discovered. The good news is this creates a world of opportunity for eye care providers. The goal of this podcast is to better understand this chronic and complex condition and keep you up to date on the advances being made in its diagnosis and treatment. So let's get to the point. Welcome to another episode of the To The Point podcast. My name is Jackie Garlic, and I am joined by my co-host, Jessalyn Quint. Hello. What another exciting episode and a great day. Today was just a really great day, right? (laughs) It was a great day. We have an amazing guest joining us who is a total rock star. Jackie, tell our listeners about our guest. Okay, you guys are going to love this. So we are super excited to have Dr. Keely Brown with us today. So Keely is amazing. She received her optometry degree at the um, American University of Puerto Rico School of Optometry in 2015. She did a residency in ocular disease at SCO. She was named in 2020. She was honored with the Georgia Young Optometrist of the Year Award. And she opened a practice cold and has a growing dry eye specialty practice where she is successfully incorporating radio frequency in her practice, which is why we are talking with her today. We're so excited to learn more about how she's put radio frequency in her practice. So thank you for joining us. Keely, welcome. Say hi to the listeners. Hi, thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I know we are too. And we're, you're Honestly, I feel like this is such a a big topic in eye care. I mean, we're talking about radio frequency tonight, and I feel like um, this is a a hot topic. I don't in in advanced you know dry eye treatments, and I think a lot of people, Jocelyn and I included, are sort of like this is our next thing we might be incorporating into our practice. So um, we've got questions. Hopefully, the listeners will get something out of this. But thank you for taking the time tonight to talk about radio frequency. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely is a hot topic, and um, it's been really, really great in my practice just to have another tool in the toolbox that kind of gets more to the root cause of dry eye disease, and um, it even has a little bit of aesthetics benefits to it, too, so that's always, you know, a helpful selling point for patients whenever they realize they have to pay for these cutting-edge treatments out of pocket that it kind of, like, takes the you know, the burden off a little bit, um, at least in their minds. Um, But yeah, so radio frequency has been awesome. I I have so many questions about how you actually started, how you you decided to bring this in. I mean, Jessalyn and I have talked about this on a previous podcast. Yeah, I kind of use the the mentality is how many times a day do I really want to reach for whatever this new technology is? And that sort of is my gauge on how how much I think I might use it and how, you know, kind of validating on whether or not I should bring that technology in. But how do you, how did you decide to bring radio frequency? Was this a second thing to IPL? Were there studies that you read that you felt were really compelling, you know, clinically? How did, how did you decide? Yes. So I was like, wanting an IPL forever. Um, I did really did tons and tons of research on that. And I was kind of watching like a certain company and then kind of seeing like what they were doing and when they were going to come to the U S and, um, so I had my eyes on that and I was really, really driven on the IPL. And then the device, like the whole platform came with radio frequency on it. And so, um, I started to do research and I was kind of like, Hmm, this is really interesting. 
And I was pretty much set on getting the IPL anyways. It was going to cover the radio frequency. But the really selling point was um, there was a study that just came out like right when I was buying my device back in last June that showed that pairing IPL with radio frequency, like um, in the same treatment time, three to four sessions, um, actually shows my my mobian gland rejuvenation. So, you know, we've always talked about atrophy being like, you know, the glands are dead and they'll never come back. It's kind of like what we've always thought. So this was kind of one of the first studies of its kind. And that really spiked my interest. I was like, oh, this is really cool. So doing these two things together possibly like gives patients more hope, like maybe not total rejuvenation of the glands, but it's like, um, you know, getting its functioning a little bit uh, better and better after each session. So that was kind of my main um, trigger point was seeing a study, you know, perhaps there's going to be more coming out and it was a smaller number of people, but I was like, yeah, this is really cool. This is going to be really cutting edge for my patients. I like that you really took that research and applied it to, you know, your everyday kind of business, everyday private practice. And I know that sometimes people are really kind of afraid, like you opened cold basically not that long ago and buying a big piece of equipment can feel a lot of times like a big leap. And I know sometimes too, when people, if they do take the leap, there's sometimes a little bit of a question of like, how do I pitch this to patients or how do I explain this to patients? And one thing that I found really helpful is just hearing other people's like pitch to patients, right? Like I might get a little tidbit that I might kind of take back to my practice. How do you talk about IPL and radio frequency? Like, how do you explain it? Like what's your patients in your chair? How do you tee that up? Right. Yes. So I, I gauge like their age, the severity of their dry eyes and a whole bunch of different things. And I kind of have like a short and a long spiel on which I think they're going to go just based on like the vibe I'm getting off the patient because it is a lot of information to deliver kind of to explain both things they get them confused and I'm like we're just going to pair it together so I kind of mix and matched a little bit but basically my my main goal is to get them to understand that this is treating the root cause of your inflammation like kind of one of the better things like the higher tier things that we have versus putting a Band-Aid on it, like artificial tears that you're doing, you know, like let's actually treat the cause instead of just doing something that's just going to like make you feel better for a few minutes and you're wasting a lot of money on these artificial tears and it's not doing a whole bunch and this will get you long lasting effects. And I even have a conversation about like you're younger, I'm already seeing like little notching on your eyelids or like the glands are shortening and you need these glands on your eyelids for the rest of your life. Like these are like 35 year olds or, you know, younger people. And I explained to them, like, this is probably happening possibly because we're on devices where we're blinking less or there's something going on that we're seeing this younger, but this would be a good option for you to, uh, you know, just maintenance of your, of your, of the glands along your eyelids and keeping your dry eyes at bay. Cause like this person I'm talking to too also had already said like, you know, my contacts or gave me some kind of clues that they're already kind of having some like dry eye issues already, or they're having to use tears already at a young age. So I started the conversation kind of like there and I set the scene or if they're already like a symptomatic dry eye patient, I go in a little bit deeper and I explain each one. Like IPL does this with inflammation. The radio frequency feels like a hot stone massage. It heats up the glands along your eyes and I explain how many they have and like the anatomy of it. 
And I said that um, then we express it afterwards to kind of get the glands flowing again. And then once they're flowing, they can function better. And paired with both treatments, we're actually seeing that the glands are coming back to life. So I think it's something really beneficial that will help you more long term and give you like a more lasting relief. And you do about three to four sessions um, in the first couple months. And then it typically gives people uh, like relief for several months. And then maybe, you know, every year you might have to do some uh, maintenance sessions is kind of what I tell them. And just based upon how chronic their dry eye disease is, how many sessions we'll have to have. Are you always pairing them together? Are you ever just saying, I'm just going to do radio frequency on you, or we're just going to do IPL or is your rhythm generally to do both of them? Let me split it up like a percentage. Like maybe like I try to do like 70% with both. And then if we have cases of where I think they would just really benefit with IPL, like, um, you know, in the beginning, I was kind of only doing IPL. Now I'm kind of seeing like, well, it really kind of is more beneficial if they're a candidate for IPL to do both. But if they're not a candidate for IPL, then I can offer them radio frequency. Um, so like your Fitzpatrick skin types, uh, like the higher numbers, you know, fours or fives, where you can't do IPL, but radio frequency is, is great for, um, you know, the congested glands. And then even done them on several styes. I just feel like it just, I mean, it heats up to 43 degrees Celsius, you know, the, the target temperature in between, I try to go between like 41, 43. Um, but it just heats up really nicely versus like a warm compress on a sty. Like, I feel like it just really like, it gets in there and gets things flowing. I like the point that you kind of pointed out about radio frequency, because I feel like in the world of dry IPL is so hip, right? Like that's the thing that everybody's talking about, but you're right. It doesn't include every skin type. And so, and every skin type does have dry eye. And so I like being able to have the option for radio frequency for a lot of those patients that still need advanced treatment options that maybe aren't the best candidate for something like IPL. And I think that's sometimes where like radio frequency RF really shines. Right. Yeah. I would say don't sleep on radio frequency. It's surprised me on how well it works. And of course we have all kinds of other thermal ways of getting glands expressed. Right. But I feel like I, don't, I offer it in like a spa like setting and I have a licensed esthetician. You don't have to be licensed in the state of Georgia to do radio frequency part, but I did get all my girls that do it certified. Um, but I have the licensed esthetician that does the radio frequency part and they're in like a spa chair. We, you know, have some music and the scents, like some aromatherapy going. So it also gives it like a different, like, feel to the whole procedure. And then I come in and do like the IPL piece of it. Um, and I don't know, I just, I, it really just melts the, the oils and the glands really, really well. Um, and is really versatile. Is, is there, you know, so is there a place for you having a thermal expression device then? You know, we've got, you know, Lipaflow, Tear Care, uh, you know, Sustain Ilux. Like, is is that, do you feel like radio frequency has replaced those things for you in your practice? Or did you ever have them in the first place? Um, so I think that it has replaced it for me. I got a, um, an IECO mask, like the one that like vibrates and could do heat. And I was using that a good bit before this. And sometimes I still do use it. Um Cause like, so a con of the radio frequency is that you have to do like five minutes, lower lid, five minutes, upper, and then five minutes, five minutes. So you're like a 20 minute procedure and that's manpower. And you have to hold the like little wand, the handpiece, And, uh, you do like a C circular motion around the, the orbit. 
Um, and there's a little skill involved, like, you know, uh, going over the orbit orbital rim, you know, you have to make sure you maintain um, contact to the skin so you don't like little zap them a little zing um and have to have plenty of ultrasound gel on there so that is the con is that somebody has to do the procedure but also could it be a pro because you're like if you know that there's like really congested or really inflamed area along the lid you could kind of like work that a little bit more and you can kind of like see what you're doing you know be a little bit more precise so you know pros and cons and then everyone loves a little pampering right so like you know, they're talking to the esthetician. It's a little bit of a therapy session with, with a dry eye treatment. So, you know, like it's just like some me time too. So yeah, I mean, it's just, a, it's just a different way. Yeah. I, I definitely feel you on this therapy session. Do you, Jocelyn, not get into it with your patients when you're doing IPL? Oh man, we, we talk about all kinds of things during an IPL session. Um, so I, I can totally relate to that. Do you do, is your typical, your 70% where you're doing both of them, are you doing IPL the same day followed by radio frequency and then manual expression at the slit lamp? So it's a lot. So yeah, how long lot. is this? How long is this? <laughs> yeah. Tell us that. Um, so we block it in an hour block, but that doesn't mean an hour of my time. I just want to make sure that I haven't like that patient has enough time. They paid cash for this procedure and they, you know, so they need to have a little bit of a red carpet experience. Um, so they get the 20 minutes with the esthetician and then I come in and then my IPLs take about 15 ish minutes. You know, it could be shorter, but I'm also not trying to rush it because the cash pay, pay service too, you know, and I talk to them and I'm making sure we got all the like, you know, little spots in this area. Um, I keep doing hand motions and I'm like, I got to explain myself better because we're not <laughs> there's no video, but um, I call this the bandit zone. I'm, there's more like scientific, but that's how I explain it to patients. I'm like in this bandit zone, like if you were a bandit, this is where we're going to target. <laughs> there's no bandits anymore, but I feel like that's the easiest way to explain it. We do put it on the schedule as an hour, but it's not an hour of my time. Really just like 15 minutes of my time. Oh, and then a lot of speaking. I feel like it's another 15 minutes of educating them. <laughs> you know what? I say the same thing. Patients will ask me, how long does this take? And I was like, honestly, I can be done in 10 minutes. But as you can see, I like to talk a lot. So the, we're here for a little bit, but I can zip it if we need to. You know, I, I, I feel the same. Do you, is the esthetician doing the radio frequency then? Yes. Uh, okay. Okay. Got it. Yes, an esthetician can do it or a tech can do it. My company came out and trained them and um, gave them a certificate. Like, So the device, the, the platform that I bought, they just had come out with a smaller eye-specific handpiece. So I had been watching InMode for like years, and I liked that they were an aesthetics company because I was like, well, maybe that's where if I want to expand in there and you can like do different things on their platforms. They have like a lot of things that you can branch into if that's, you know, something in the future. I just didn't want to close any doors for myself. And they have had um, like a body and face um, radio frequency handle for a while. And they just came out with a smaller one that's specifically for eyes. So that's what I have. It's just like a, little, a smaller radio frequency hand piece that is made to be able to go over and fit in the orbit area and get up really close to the lashes. I feel like with InMode, it has, in the general public, it has a lot of brand awareness thanks to Kim Kardashian, right? Like Morpheus, like that is the whole like big aesthetic perk. So I think if you're, if you're drawing a new people from the streets and they see that you do that, I think there is some 
brand recognition. And especially if you have a little bit of that aesthetic overlap, it definitely makes sense why you would pick that piece of equipment. How have you seen your clinic, like your clinical results for patients? Like what have, what have patients said? What have you seen clinically in terms of improvements? Okay. Great question. So in the future, I want a really good way to quantify this, but it requires buying more equipment. But the subjective answer to this is it's been so rewarding. Like it makes me like just really happy to even think about like the reactions on my patients' faces. So like the first best reaction I got was a lady had like, we did the little goggles. I didn't put in the shields for her particularly. So I also talk about that with the shield. Some of the, um, patients get flipped out by those steel shields. So I'm like, okay, it's fine. We're just going to ease into this and we'll do just little tanning bed goggles. And she has been a chronic dry eye person with red eyes that have bothered her for years. And um, I've been working with her on all the things for quite some time. And, and she's, you know, did her first few treatments and she had a little tanning bed goggles on after the, all the treatments, she took them off and her eyes were the widest they had ever been in years. Her and I were both like, what? Because like her eyes were so white and it just looked like glowing and happy eyes. Like, I don't know. And then she went home and was like, it was the first time I didn't have to use drops every single day, like in years. Like, so the results, like I tell people kind of that story in a nutshell often, I'm like, the results can be really, really good. I don't want to oversell it because you know, I did have one patient who couldn't notice, but you know, I've had a few that don't notice it as much, but then I've had like the other spectrum where they're like, wow, this is phenomenal. I've tried everything in the book and this is really giving me relief. I haven't had, you know, ever. And Jessalyn even told me when I was, you know, um, looking at all the dry eye stuff that, you know, like IPL isn't like the magic bullet, basically. It's not like the end all be all. There's more that needs to be done. And, uh, I agree with that, but it definitely is like a huge game changer for these patients who've been chronically suffering for years. Like it's just something different we haven't had to be able to offer them. Yeah. I mean, that makes sense. You think of how many patients have both inflammation and obstruction, and that's really what you're saying is that, you know, we're doing IPL to calm inflammation. You're doing radiofrequency with expression to remove obstruction. And that is the majority. It's, it's, it's a lot of our dry eye patients that have this combo. So it certainly makes sense that you would see good clinical results with that. Did you have ways that you marketed this in your practice when you, when you brought it in like social media, email blasts? Mm -hmm. So I did it all because I was like, wow, I just invested in this device that was basically very comparable to my entire business loan amount. <laughs> so when I jumped in, I was kind of like, oh, what did I do? This is really, really great as a business owner. <laughs> you know, I didn't take a paycheck for myself. I decided to invest it in this. And so I was like, I have to go all in. <laughs> we have got to like really like get trained up really well in this. And we have got to scream it from the mountaintop. So that's what I did. I basically told every person that I thought would be a candidate, which when you start looking, you know, dry candidates are like walking amongst us everywhere. Um, so I started mentioning it more. I have like a poster, like one of those ooey gooey looking posters that really start, uh, spark conversations. I have that in the exam room because the patients will ask about like, what's that? Like really bad dry eyes and styes and such. And then, um, so I did, uh, yeah, posters in the exam room, an email blast, and then tons of social media. Um, I had like a, a marketing company help me with like three months of social media. They came in and filmed a whole day and then got three months worth of content. So that's what I did. Um, and that was actually like 
like co-sponsored in part with in mode um they have like help to help you be successful with their devices they have all kinds of different avenues they can help you with and that was kind of one that i chose i think you've done an amazing job on your social media i mean you really tee it up i think you're a great example if people wanted to kind of see your examples of the videos that you've put out as just kind of promotional how can they find you on social media yeah so they can find um my office at key optique on instagram and then also at dr keely i kind of do like a little bit of both um at both places but yeah we did just all like informative type like infomercials commercial type things on um social and i also would recommend doing that if you ever get it to have like the education piece so you can send patients there like once you've explained everything to them be like okay now go to instagram and go watch some of these videos you put them on your website or whatever it'll just help you with the um you know, the back end of like, once the patient gets home, like, hold on, wait, what did she say? Or what was that? Or, you know, they can go inform themselves. I like it. I like it. Well, thank you for sharing your insight, but we're not done yet because Jackie and I have a surprise. So in 2024, (laughs) we are going to kind of showcase what some favorites outside in of life of being an eye doc and eye practitioner outside of like practice outside of eye care. So we're calling this segment Life Lens. And so I we want to know like what's your favorite thing? Give us something like a tidbit that we can connect with with you and your amazing life outside of just kind of being an eye doc. What's been helpful? What's been like your favorite can't live without game changer? Okay, so this is a tough one. So I'm going to go with chat GPT. And I hope that's not like, I like it. Yeah. You can ask it to to plan your vacation, which is always fun to see what they're going to come up with. (laughs) You can like ask it to make your social media posts, like ask it to make your captions with the emojis, um, research academic articles. Gosh, what else have I used it for? Like if I'm trying to write something for something and I've already written it, like edit this or how would you make this better? Or, you know, just get all, you can bounce all kinds of ideas off. It's like your new bestie in a kind of scary, crazy sense. (laughs) I, um, that is a good one. I've actually, I saw an article, I forget even where I saw it on someone and how they're utilizing this in their practice for metrics. Like they're putting reports into it and something. I, I, I haven't tried this on my own, but I do love chat GPT. It's very helpful for, like you said, social media posts or blog posts, like for your website, if you want to write about something or have something, um, a particular topic you want to talk about. I, I like that. That's a good one. Jocelyn, do you have one? What's your, what's your uh, life hack for us? What's your life lens? Well, I would say it's maybe not a life hack, but on the kind of piggybacking off the technology, something that I recently discovered, which is, I think is really cool. I heard about it from Dr. Jennifer Stewart, uh, Be My Eyes, which is an app. And I knew nothing about this until recently, but basically you can volunteer to be somebody's eyes, like do a, a task, something very small and simple for people who are a little bit visually impaired. And I just think more people should know about that. So Uh, So that's my cool little just find, you know, volunteering outside the office in a little different way. Jackie, what about you? What's your what's your life lens? Okay, here's my total game changer for the year 2024 that I've experienced and actually the end of 2023. 
I have revamped how I actually um, am productive. So what I do now is on my calendar, well, number one, I have the app Todoist. I don't know if you know about this app, but it's a great way to like organize your to-do list and you can put dates on when things are actually due and it gives you, can send you an email every day with what you need to do. But I also put this on my Google calendar, okay? So if I know, like I'm, I have an article that's due on the 15th, on the 13th, I'll put a task that's like, finish the article or I'll say, put it on the 15th or whatever. So I don't have to think about what I need to be doing for sure that day. So anything important, like I have to do like whatever, some small business thing, like I need to put that on my calendar and I just put it as a task. And it's so helpful to know that like, I've got like one thing or two, sometimes two, sometimes three major things that have to be done that day. But I've put this on my calendar weeks ago when I knew it was actually due. So I, I just don't have to think about it and, and organizing and knowing, okay, it's these two items that I have to get done today. And then clicking that mark is complete is like so satisfying once I actually get it done. So that has helped me a lot productivity wise and also time blocking. So like only allowing so much time for a task to take so that I actually get it done. If I allow an entire day for me to write an article, it will take a day. If I allow myself three hours or four hours to write the article, that's the time it will take. So this mental shift that I've done has been very helpful for me. Anyway. I love that. I love the time blocking. Have you read the book, The One? That's kind of all no. about time blocking where you pick like 80% of your focus is like 20% of your day or I can't remember the exact numbers, but it's all about time blocking. And it's a really, really good one. We're all looking to be more productive. Thanks. I know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and Chad GPD, that's a good way to be more productive right there. Yeah. Streamlines things, man. <laughs> Keely, thank you so much for taking the time and for being the first person to start off our new little segment at the end of every podcast now, The Life Lens. So thanks so much for, for spending your evening with us. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. I'm glad y'all asked me. Yeah. <laughs>